This spellbinding galactic space saga has amazed and dazzled the masses since its inception in the swinging 70s. Perhaps no other series has solidified its staying power quite like this multi-generational, megalithic masterpiece of movies, marketing, and merchandise. Light up your lightsabers and let's go kick some Imperial ass! We'll spill the beans on Star Wars on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Sorry, sorry, folks. That was the only way I could start the episode by imitating the world's best bad guy, Darth Vader. And that's right. Now, this is interesting because you can say the worst, que es el peor. But if we say the baddest, eso es el más malote. So I think this is the baddest bad guy ever, Darth Vader. Vader. And folks, welcome. Welcome to our galaxy here on FYI. I hope you guys are excited about today's show. I am really excited. The only thing is I'm a little bit under the weather. Un poco pachuchillo. So you're going to have to bear with me. But what I've done is I have called upon some friends of mine to help me out. And I've asked a few friends who are really from all walks of life, from all different countries, and I've enlisted them and their help to tell me why they love Star Wars. And Star Wars you call in Spanish Star Wars or Guerra de las Galaxias. You may like it. You may kinda like it, you may love it, but no one can deny that this is a juggernaut. Una fuerza de la naturaleza. Let's take a look at our intro as we kick off with some awesome vocabulary. I started by saying this spellbinding. A spell is un hechizo. So if something is spellbinding, it puts a spell on you. I love that song. I put a spell on you. Well, Star Wars put a spell on us. It is spellbinding. And it's a galactic space saga that has amazed, asombrado, and dazzled, deslumbrado, the masses since its inception. And its inception is sus comienzos. And then I said, in the swinging 70s, and swinging, well, to swing is columpiar, pero en este caso era swinging porque todo el mundo lo estaba pasando bien, bailando. And also to swing is to share sexual partners. So I imagine in the 70s it had a double meaning. And then I went on to say, perhaps no other series has solidified, solidificar, I think you say, has solidified its staying power. And staying power is something that perdura in Spanish, something that lasts, something that is timeless. 
And I think that's something we could all agree on when we talk about Star Wars. Like it or hate it, it is timeless. It has staying power. And be careful up ahead, there are a lot of M's. No, not meteorites, but words that start with M. Megalithic, masterpiece. Obra maestra is masterpiece, and megalithic is enormous. And as I said, when we talk about Star Wars, we're not just talking about movies, we're talking about the marketing machine, and the merchandise, and all the the moolah that it brings in. Hey, I just added an extra M. Moolah means money. Then I said, light up your lightsabers. And a lightsaber, bueno, es el As we go kick some imperial ass. That's right, we're gonna kick the bad guy's butt. And then you heard that lightsaber, and later on, we're gonna find out about the production, some of the sound effects, and some of the things that they did as far as sound effects and special effects that were groundbreaking, revolucionarios. And then I wrapped up the intro saying, we'll spill the beans, and that's to let out a secret. We're, we're going to spill the beans on Star Wars on this week's episode. So before we even get started, we're going to hear from one of my great friends, Juan Solo. Yeah, you heard correctly. It's not Juan, it's not Han Solo. They now I call Han Solo, Juan Solo. Thanks a lot, Juan. <laughs> well, this guy is probably one of the biggest Star Wars geeks ever. And he's also one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's a comedian. He's a writer, what we call a jack of all trades. I think you say un todo terreno. He's been on Broadway, well, the Spanish version of Broadway in El Teatro on Gran Vía. I remember I went to see him. He does a little bit of everything. His name is Juan Solo, and you can check out more about him at his website, juansolo.es. Remember, in English, don't say dot .s to somebody, porque van a poner punto S. So you have to say dot E-S. And he's written some amazing books as well, some novels that are page turners. La Cabeza de la Serpiente, La Mano del Verdugo. I love the name, The Executioner's Hand. Una Muerte Improvisada y El Hombre Sin Brazos. Uh, Juan, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know how you find the time to be a Star Wars fanatic with all the hats you wear. But folks, just to give you an idea, I asked Juan Solo for one soundbite and he sent me three. And since I couldn't decide which one to use because they were all great, we're gonna hear from Juan Solo a couple times. And just to give you an idea of how much this guy loves Star Wars, Boba Fett, was at his wedding when he was at the altar and he had a gun to his head. I mean Boba Fett, a guy in a full Boba Fett costume. You will not find another Star Wars fan quite like Juan Solo. Let's hear from him. When Star Wars was released in 1977, I was 80 years old, which was perfect. It was amazing, brutal, incredible. George Lucas, opened the eyes of an entire generation to a new fascinating universe. After watching Star Wars, I remember thinking, why haven't they made films like this before? Okay, because no one else could. 
George Lucas not only changed the not only changed the 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 way films were made, but the entire film industry. The depiction of characters, the script, the fantasy, the special effects that after Star Wars everybody wanted to use. The introduction of a Philharmonic Orchestra, okay, conducted by John Williams. John Williams, now you're talking. And and the relationship with the with the studio with one of the major studios that that's very interesting because George Lucas fought and fought to include merchandising in his contract and well at, at, at to a point uh, at a point uh, MGM, MGM thought okay what do you want to do with merchandising uh, do you want to make toys of the movie? Oh, yes. And George Lucas made a killing with the toys. Alberto, can you think of a child uh, born in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, or even this century who doesn't have a single Star Wars toy at home? <laughs> I have plenty of them. And I'm sure you, you, you too. I have a lot of those small action figures by Kenner, Uh, of the main characters and the supporting characters, which which were great too. Everything in Star Wars is amazing. And it's made for people from three to 99 years. And that's absolutely true. My mom, which now she is 86, she's a big fan, a big Star Wars fan. And, and I am, and we have a young girl at home She's 16, Zoe, and she loves Star Wars too. I don't know, it's a phenomenon. It goes, it goes beyond uh, <laughs> imaginable. It's, it's incredible. So he was eight years old when it came out. Eight years old, as he said, that's the perfect age. And I think he really summed it up nicely. It opened up a whole new world, un nuevo mundo. And he used a good expression. Juan Solo is one of my wonderful students. He's also Richard Vaughn's student. He is a great student. If you guys are not following him, follow him. It's Juan Solo. He's got comedy shows. As I said, the guy does it all. But he even, later on in the show, is going to show us how he learned a lot of English by watching Star Wars and by reading the scripts and the comics and the extended universe. But right now, let's take a look at some basic stats. Let's take a look at the bare bones, lo esencial. I already mentioned that when we refer to Star Wars, we're not referring to a movie or a series of movies. We are talking about a franchise that has films, TV shows, video games, novels, comic books, theme park attractions, and so much more. In 2020, the total value of this company, of this franchise, was estimated at 70 billion US dollars. It is currently, at the time of the recording here, the fifth highest grossing media franchise of all time. As I said, it's 
a juggernaut. And it all started in 1977, the year I was born. Yeah, yeah, I had something to do with it. No, no. But episode four, which is really the first movie, that's a little bit confusing. <laughs> You're like, the first one or the first first one? Well, episode four, the original Star Wars from 1977 with the subtitle A New Hope was groundbreaking in every way. And so much that it paved the way for sequels. You had the sequel, which was The Empire Strikes Back, and then you had Return of the Jedi. I think everybody will agree. It doesn't matter what the chronological order is. These are the original Star Wars movies, the original trilogy. And it wasn't until 1999 that Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, came out, followed by Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, that was in 2002, and then Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, which came out in 2005. And these movies are interesting because these are movies you either love or hate. And the good thing is we're going to hear from both sides of that coin today on the show. As many of you know, in the year 2012 or 2012, como quieras, George Lucas sold the production company to Disney, thus relinquishing his ownership of this successful franchise. As we say, he took the money and ran. But that wasn't the end. Disney picked it up and ran with it. And again, this is a bone of contention with many people. You know, is Disney ruining the Star Wars saga? Or are they helping to make it live on forever? I don't know how I feel about it. I guess I'll come up with my opinion before the end of the show. But as you know, once Disney got their hands on it, they came out with The Force Awakens in 2015, The Last Jedi in 2017, and The Rise of Skywalker. And let's not mention all the spin-offs, The Mandalorian, and all of this. As Juan Solo said, they are making a killing. Se están forrando. But where did it all start? You know, what was that seed? I always like to look for the, the seed, la semilla. Well, the original concept was inspired by a book, a book by an author named Joseph Campbell. And the book is called The Hero of a Thousand Faces. And he used that. He was also inspired by fairy tales, Los Cuentos de Alas, westerns, sci-fi movies. So he kind of took all of that and he put it into Star Wars. But the main idea you can find from the hero with a thousand faces. I'm sure our Star Wars fans have read that. And if not, well, that's a great one to read because as I always tell you, you know, if you like Bob Dylan, well, then you got to look at the guy who inspired Bob Dylan. Well, this book looked at common mythological motifs. It also looked at, uh, you know, characters such as Beowulf and King Arthur, you know, this kind of structure. And as Campbell says, and I'm going to quote Campbell, the author of this book, he says, a hero ventures forth from the world of common day and to venture forth as ir hacia adelante en una cruzada, a crusade. They venture forth 
from the world of common day, un día cualquiera, into a region of supernatural wonder. Fabulous forces are there encountered and a decisive victory is won. The hero comes back from this mysterious adventure with the power to bestow boons on his fellow man. So this was how he talked about it. As I said, not George Lucas, the guy who inspired George Lucas. And a boon is una bendición. También puede ser un deseo. It's kind of an antiquated word, but it sums up the storyline. Resume la historia. The plot. I think you also say la trama. You know, the, the action. What happens if somebody says to you, what's the movie about? Well, that's that. And right now, we're going to hear from another friend of mine, my good friend, Kyle Miller. Remember, Kyle's a wonderful dude. He's on social media. I'm Kyle Miller, Miller with an A. He also has a Facebook group, which is growing every day, where he teaches English. He hosts the very popular Drive Time Show on Vaughn Radio. And guys, if you are not following Kyle, you've got to do it. He's also the author of the Business English book, which some of my patrons have won. So congratulations to those of you who have won Kyle's definitive business book. Well, Kyle himself is a self-proclaimed Star Wars buff, un fanatico de Star Wars. Let's hear from my buddy, Kyle Miller. Hey, Alberto, it's your buddy Kyle here, and I heard you were going to be talking about Star Wars on this edition of FYI, so I thought I would contribute, I thought I would chip in with my two cents. There's a nice expression, contribute my my ideas, to chip in or to give you my two cents. Now, call me a traditionalist, but like a lot of people, I'm really nostalgic about the original movies, episodes four, five, and six that came out in the late 70s and early 80s. But I was pretty excited when The Phantom Menace came out, episode one, the prequel, the first one. It came out in 1999, and in fact, I bought tickets to the premiere, to the, it was a 12.01 showing, it was the premiere, el estreno, of the movie on the day that they were allowed to release it, so late in the night of the, the, the night before they could release it at 12.01, so it was one minute into the launch day, they had these, they call it a midnight screening. So I got tickets. I waited in line. Esperé en cola, right? I waited in line for uh, for hours, in fact, to get these tickets with my brother. We got the tickets and we waited and went to the 12.01 showing. And I wanted to love it as much as the originals. I really did. I really wanted to, but I think I was maybe a little bit disappointed. And I think a lot of people were but I think it was impossible to live up to the expectations, basically to satisfy everyone, especially the hardcore Star Wars fans. So I would have to say I was a little bit disappointed, but still great movies. All of them have been great movies, really, um, but a little bit tough to live up to the expectations of the originals. And now I feel 
Since Disney is involved, as much as I do love the movies, I feel that they're kind of milking it a little bit, which means like they're they're putting out a lot of movies to make money from the franchise, and maybe maybe they're milking it a little bit. Maybe they're overdoing it just a little bit. But as you can see, there's a lot of interesting uh, grammar and expressions that appear when we think about Star Wars. And in fact, one that comes to mind is that great scene, the classic scene where Luke is fighting with Darth Vader. And I don't want to give away the plot to people who don't know what happens, but of course, Darth Vader says to him, he says, Luke, you can destroy the Emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny, he says. Join me and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. And it's a classic line. And you see there the difference between destiny, destino, and also destino can be destination, right? But when you're talking about, so there's a false friend here, because if you talk about going on a trip, viajando, what's your destination? So he didn't say it's your destination. No, he said it's your destiny. So your destiny is what you are inevitably going to do, what you were meant to do, what is your calling, and the the outcome uh, in your life is your your destiny or something that is inevitable, your destiny. So that's what he says. And of course, throughout Star Wars, they talk about the force. May the force be with you, of course. So we're not saying force without the article would be fuerza. But when we say the force, it becomes this abstract idea of la fuerza that that you have in Star Wars, right? The force. So it takes force to um, or to use force. They'll say, oh, police officers had to use force, but they didn't use the force because the force, well, that's a Star Wars thing. Anyway, I love the movies, but I'll stop there. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I'm sure your listeners are going to enjoy this episode as they are really classic movies and uh, so much to talk about. Talk to you soon. As you can see, Kyle is a hardcore fan. I mean, to go to the movie at 12.01 to make sure you are there. You are the first one front row center. Man, that is dedication. And Kyle, like many people, seemed to be let down by the third, no, excuse me, see how I get confused? The second batch of movies, La Segunda Tanda. And I think everybody, everybody was looking forward to it so much that that might have done some damage as well. Probablemente había perjudicado también eso. So you remember, sometimes it's not good to have such high expectations, such high hopes for something, because then you can be let down. But regardless, as Kyle said, the series has continued to grow on him. What I mean is that even though he didn't really like that second round as much, he finally, you know, started to like it a little bit. And now he's watching all the latest shows and keeping up on his Star Wars stuff and the extended universe. And this is part of my problem. You know, I love Star Wars. I love the first three, which, well, the first three that were made. Let's clear that up. But also, I don't want to memorize 75 million different characters. I don't want to know who was whose friend on what galaxy and what planet in order to understand the movie. So that's where I get lost a little bit. Some people love the extended universe and they know all the trivia, but that's where I'm saying, hey, wait, 
You're asking too much of me. Me estás pidiendo demasiado aquí. Recordarme de que si este se casó con él y es el primo hermano de la compañera de piso de... You see what I'm saying? So that's where I can say, okay, extend this. Extiende esto. <laughs> Now, we couldn't talk about Star Wars without talking about the music. And we're going to talk about the music. We're going to talk about the sound effects. And then we're going to hear from my buddy, Rob. Rob Grams, who is another person who is just a talented individual. He does so much stuff. But most of all, he's a Star Wars geek. He lives breathes and eats Star Wars. And don't forget, you can follow Rob at Professional Bohemian, Pro Bo. Remember, I'll put links to all of our amigos who gave me a hand. But let's take a look at some of the sounds and the music, and then we'll hear from Rob. And also, guys, if you want to join us in the bonus episode, remember, we've got so much that we're going to take a look at. We're going to take a look at the characters, some fun facts. We're going to learn English from Star Wars. Plus, we're going to hear some more friends of mine from all around the world. All that and more in the bonus part of today's FYI. And remember, if you want to get a bonus episode every week, if you want to get PDF documents with all the vocabulary, and you want to join me in a class on Zoom every week, and once a month we have a master class, well, consider, you know, because I'll tell you why. So many people say, Alberto, I want you to be my teacher. And I said, okay, go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, and I will be your teacher. That's right, guys. My students see me for six classes every month. Plus, we're going to start organizing more events, and I share posts every day. If you join us, you'll have access to over 750 posts the moment you sign up. But more importantly, you'll be part of a curious community. Check it out on patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, and Edgar. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Isa, Paco, Diego, and Carmen. If you guys want to join us and find out more, go on over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Now, where were Where were we? ¿Dónde estábamos? Where were we? Oh, right. Music, sounds, sound effects. Well, try and watch Star Wars without the music. Turn the volume off on the scenes with the music, and you'll see it's a totally different movie. I've done it with Jaws as well, and interestingly enough, it's the same composer. I think many people will agree, one of the greatest composers, movie composers or just composers of all time, is John Williams, the guy who did Star Wars, Jaws, Close Encounters, Superman, E.T., I mean, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, the first two. This is the king, guys. And I'm telling you, you can do this experiment. Watch Jaws without the music. Watch Star Wars without the music. I'm telling you, it wouldn't have been so successful. Honestly, I think we can do an episode just on John Williams. Also, the opening crawl of the movie. Now, the opening crawl is the credits there. This was done, basically, 
by carefully placing these big yellow letters over this big black paper. So guys, that's not digital. Those are real letters that were cut out and it took three hours to shoot it. And as we'll see in the bonus part, they didn't have CGI like we have nowadays. So they had to be really creative when it came to creating all these special effects and all these sound effects. For example, Darth Vader's actual voice was recorded by James Earl Jones, right? He's the guy who does this is CNN. But it was manipulated. Even his voice was manipulated to make it more bassy, mas grave. And the breathing was done using a scuba breathing device. Eso es algo de buceo. Yeah, he put the microphone on this deep sea diving gear and it worked. So a lot of these effects that we know and love were done in a very practical, very creative way. And again, Star Wars, Jaws, all of these movies, without their soundtracks, without their sound effects, they would be missing so much. So let's hear from my buddy Rob, who talks about John Williams, among other things. Hi, I'm Rob. I'm from the north of England. Um, what's not to love about Star Wars, really, you know? It's it's got f fun adventure, great characters, like classic tropes, good versus evil. You know, it's got strong female characters. If that's your bag, you know, laser swords. It's harder. It's hard not to think of something that I don't love about Star Wars. But if I was going to nail it down to one concrete thing, it would be being a child on the sofa in my family's home, and that one moment where that's that john williams star wars soundtrack starts and and the credits start to roll up and it says in a galaxy far far away not in your imagination no no it's out there somewhere and in this place anything is possible and it's you know maybe maybe the marvel universe is kind of achieving that to some degree nowadays but when i was a kid it was it was star wars that did it first and it it was just high adventure in a galaxy far far away limitless possibilities yeah that's why i love star wars awesome thank you so much rob as you guys can see this is a worldwide phenomenon and we're going to hear from people from all around the world in the bonus part I hope you guys will try and join us. No, 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 wait. Don't try and join us. In the words of Yoda, do or do not. There is no try. So I do hope you'll join us in the bonus part of today's FYI.